KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. This is KMTT, the Torah podcast, and this is Ezra Bek. Today is Tuesday. Chavdalid Sivan, the 24th day of Sivan. And today's Shur, as all the Shurim of this week, are dedicated in memory of Ruth Kelman, Rachel, Bat Chaim. Seventh Yotzeit is this Shabbat. Dedicated in her honor by the Gutenberg and Kelman families. Today's shiur will be given by Harav Moshe Tarigan, the shiur in the essentials of Avodat Hashem. The shiur is half an hour. At the end of the shiur, I'll be back with the Medrash Yomi. The Aseris Adibros commence with the Pasuk Anochi Hashem Melokecha, Asheris Esicha, Meretz Misraimi Beis Avadim. And indeed, the first mitzvah. In fact, the cornerstone of a person's Avodah Hashem is belief in the Rabboni Shalom, belief in Him, basic tenets of faith, tenets which the Rambam elaborated to 13 principles about the unknowability of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the indivisibility, not worshipping other idols, a system of belief and of faiths. However, beyond the philosophical world, there's an emotional mandate. Not just to believe, to affirm from a distance, but to forge a lifelong, intimate, passionate relationship with Imelech Machem Lachim, though he is unknowable and inscrutable, to both love him and fear him. An emotional world built upon the two emotional pillars of love and of fear. Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. The Rambam begins the second parak of Yisod Torah, Hakel Hanichbad Vianara Hazeh Mitzvah Liahavo or Liyira also Shenemar Viyaftas Hashem Elokecha Venemar Es Hashem Elokecha Tira. There's actually a mitzvah, not just encouraged or suggested. There's a mitzvah to love Hashem, based on the pasuk in the beginning of Kriya Shema Viyaftas Hashem Elokecha. And a companion mitzvah to fear, Kodesh Baruch This year, Mitzvah Hashem will address the experience of Avas Hashem. And next year, Mitzvah Hashem will consider the opportunities for Yerush Hashem. Clearly, Avas Hashem is necessary in order to ensure a loving emotional interaction, encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Judaism does not just demand belief, but vekus, an existential, internal, not just awareness, but rendezvous between man and his God. The mitzvah of Avas Hashem. But how do you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu? A God who is intangible, impalpable, unknowable, indecipherable, how are we meant to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu? I would like to raise three or four different options which are articulated by the Rishonim. In Hilchos Yisodei Atara, Perak Beis, the next halacha, having described the mandate of Ava and the responsibility of Yira, the Rambam tackles this challenge. Heichi haderech li havaso aso. How do you achieve Avas Hashem? So the Rambam begins to explore the achievement of Avas Hashem. Bishah 
שיסבונן האדם במייסב וברוב הנפלאים הגדולים. According to the Rambam in Hilchus Yisod Yatara, love can be achieved through intellectual process, through exploring, inquiring, examining a Kaddish Baruch Hu's world. Being exposed to the enormity of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's wisdom, the infinity of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's world, the coordination, the seamless coordination of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's masterpiece. Miyad the Rambam writes, Hu Ohev, Umishabeach, Umifoyer, Umisava, Taiva, Gedola, Leidashim Hagadol. He becomes enchanted, and that enchantment almost compels him to praise, to glorify, and to develop an almost insatiable appetite to know Akarish Barhu, Kimoshamar David, Sama Nafshi Lelokim Lakelchai. I thirst. For the this Rambam, in the second parakel of Yisrael De'atara, highlights the importance of intellectual thirst, of intellectual inquiry and curiosity in uncovering HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world, and by disclosing that world and acquiring more knowledge and understanding, building a deeper, more profound, and more vivid emotion of Avas Hashem. The Rambam here, interestingly enough, does not specifically mention Talmud Torah as the linchpin of this intellectual exercise. The Rambam generalizes into more universal terms. Yisbonein ha'adam b'maysav uvruav hanifloim hagidolim. His actions, his creations, his creatures, his miracles. Of course, Torah is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's principal creature, in its principal activity. But it's unmistakable and undeniable that the Rambam in Yisadiyah Torah is not focusing solely on Talmud Torah, but encouraging a broader intellectual sweep in order to achieve a knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which will in turn induce or instigate a deep existential desire to know the master and the architect of this world. In the Sefer Mitzvos, in Mitzvos Essay Gimel, when the Rambam describes the Mitzvah of Avas Hashem in similar terms, he does accent Talmud Torah as the primary realm of intellectual pursuit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, an intellectual pursuit which should catalyze a deep love. The Rambam writes in Sefer Mitzvos, Mitzvah Essay Gimel, He should sivanu bihavaso yisala, we're commanded to love him, we should examine Vinizbonin to explore Bimitzvosav Umaamarav Ufuulosav. His mitzvos, his commandments, understanding their themes, the Rambam was famous, some claimed infamous, some were deeply, deeply opposed to his assigning reasons for various mitzvos, reasons which seemed to be time limited, a fascinating controversy. Maamarav Amaravar, his sayings, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's statements, his will, his Torah, Upu Losef, and his activities. So this description in Sefer Mitzvah's Mitzvah Gimel is similarly broad, is similarly sweeping, but it does at least specify Talmud Torah. In Allah Habayis of the Yad Chazaka, the Ramam uses different terms, Maisav Uvruav, without including the term Ma'amarav, which would signify Talmud Torah.
But either way, the Rambam pitches intellectual pursuit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation, his Torah, his will, his activities, as hopefully instigating a desire to know more about him and to love him. Or as the Rambam writes in the Marinavuchim, in Chela Gimel, Perak Nun Beis, Aval Hadeos, Asher the ideals, the concepts which the Torah teaches us, Veheim Hasagat Mitziuto, understanding his essence, his Baruch Viachduso, and his indivisibility, Hadeos Haheim Yilamduno Haava, they'll teach us to love him. The Rambam continues in that same Perak. Ha'ava tagia b'deos ha'tara ha'kololos ha'sagas mitzies elokim yizbarach ala mitata. Ava will emerge from a thorough understanding of Torah, which itself incorporates understanding His essence in a truthful and voracious manner. In three locations, the Rambam preconditions love upon knowledge of Hashem. In order to truly love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have to generate and gather more and deeper knowledge about Him. And since, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence is unknowable, it's mysterious, so the knowledge has to be what one could call secondary knowledge, knowledge of His creation, of His masterpiece, of His will, of His wisdom, of His Torah. But the knowledge will not just generate a love, but will brace it. You can't love something which you don't know. You can profess a love for it. You can profess an allegiance. But an authentic, defined, and true love has to be perched upon an understanding of the object of your love. The more you love it, the more you want to understand it. The more you understand it, the deeper and the greater the love becomes. The realm has an interesting description of this love, of this seemingly uncontrollable love, the love of a lifetime in Halacha Beis, Miyad, having been exposed to the enormity, to the depth, to the intensity of a Baruch Hu's world, Miyad who ohev, umishabeach, umifa'er, umisave taiva gedola leida Hashem. This phrase highlights the interaction between the intellectual activity and the emotional response which such intellectual activity is meant to induce. Having explored and examined the Kaddish Baruch Hu's world, a person doesn't just feel the desire to uncover more, but a desire to glorify, to praise, to capture through art, through poetry, through song, through some sort of non-intellectual, non-cerebral response to try to capture and articulate the beauty that he's been exposed to. He doesn't just fall in love, miyahu ohev. He's mishabeach, he's mifoyer, he's misavet, ha'vegadol, aleida shem ha'gadol. Emotions have been awakened. This experience, of course, is one which we undergo on a daily basis. This description of the Rambam more or less telegraphs the procedure or the process of Sukkot Zimra. Sukkot Zimra the first part of our davening, precedes Berchus Kriya Shema and Kriya Shema, and is intended by describing, by viewing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world, His moral will, Jewish history, 
to the various prakim of Tehillim, and they accumulated psukim from Tehillim, from Nehemiah, from Divrei Hayamim, which describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his actions throughout history, his response to our nation, his response to injustice, his maintenance of the natural world and the natural order. They're intended to generate a passion which hopefully fuels Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim of Berchaz Kriya Shema and Bakashas Rachamim of Shemona Esrei. When the Rambam describes Miyad Hu Ohev, Umishabeach, Umifayer, Umisavet Taiva Gadola, hopefully he's profiling the response which we each visit, hopefully on a daily basis, in response to Psuki de Zimra. So the first recommendation of the Rambam, perhaps the primary recommendation, described in Yisod Atara, Perak Beis, in the Sefer Mitzvahs, Mitzvahs Essay Gimel, as well as in the Mari Nevuchim, Chela Gimel Perakinun Beis, is an intellectual one, and this is, of course, the approach which is most often associated with the Rambam. Intellectual inquiry, intellectual curiosity, of course, driven by religious interest, uncovering more of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and deepening, intensifying our love and our passion to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. In Hilchus Tshuva, the Rambam has a very, very different description of Avas Hashem. If in Yisrael Atara the Rambam described an Ava, which is built upon appreciating a Kaddish Baruch Hu's world, his creations, Hilchus Tshuva Perak Yud describes love which is born out of deeply appreciating the redemptive nature of the religious experience, of understanding and appreciating the system HaKadosh Baruch Hu has endowed us, and, so to speak, loving the author of the system because of the salutary and beneficial impact of the system itself. In Allah Aleph, the Rambam describes the type of religious experience which should not be taken as the ideal. Al Yomar Adam, the Rambam writes, Hareni Osa, Mitzvah Satara, Fiosik Mechachmas, a person shouldn't pursue mitzvahs in the wisdom of Torah in order to receive blessing or bounty, to merit life in the next world, or he should be Efrosh bin Haveros, abstain from Avera, Kideshe Natsal Minaklalos, in order to evade various Arnashim and penalties, O Kideshe Loi Karis not to be in any way. Um, exterminated or annihilated for eternity. This is not the ideal way to serve God. This is a form of Avodas Hashem which the Ramam describes as Yira. In future Shira will describe the Mitzvah of Yira Hashem. But this form of Yira, which is solely intended to receive reward or to avoid penalty, this is not the experience of the prophets, nor the goal or the dream of the wise. However, in Halacha Beis, the Rambam describes the type of religious identity, consciousness, as well as the caliber of a religious experience, which would be characterized as Ahavaz Hashem. Ha'oveid me'ava, a person who worships Hashem out of love, Osek b'taro v'mitzvos, and here the Rambam is describing a much more parochial experience of Torah and mitzvos. Although he does include v'holech b'nesivos hachachma, not just studying Torah and performing mitzvos, 
but behaving according to the parameters of wisdom, not for any external or, or ulterior motive, and not for fear of any harm, Ella, very, very concise and powerful phrase. He pursues what's right because it's right, out of inner integrity, understanding the beauty of the system, without need of any rules or any incentives. Visov Hatova Lavo Biglala. And of course Olam Haba will develop and Sar will occur, but not as a motivating force. As a result, as a consequence. This the Ramam describes as the type of Avodas Hashem, of Torah study and mitzvah adherence, which is defined, or which generates as well, Avas Hashem. Umal Azu, the Rambam writes, Himayla Gedola Miod, is an elusive level, Ve'en Kol Chacham Zochela, not everyone achieves it, Ve'him Malas Avram Avinu, and Avram is the prototype of the Oyev Hashem, Shakara Kodesh Baruch Hu Ohavo. Kodesh Baruch Hu refers to him as an Oyev Hashem, Interestingly enough, nowhere in the Torah is Avram referred to as an Oiv Hashem. The Rambam is alluding to a pasuk in Yeshaya, Perak Memalef, Viato Yisrael Avdi Yaakov Shebecharticha, Zera Avraham Oavi. Avraham, my lover. This description in the Rambam is taken from Antignus Ish Salchos, famous warning, famous caution. In that Mishnah on the first parak of Perkayavos, Parak Aleph Mishnah Gimel, encouraged religion based on an innate, authentic understanding of its inner beauty, of its redemptive, as redemptive effects on man and human experience. A person shouldn't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu merely to acquire reward after life to avoid punishment and penalty and kares. Of course, the Rambam reminds us, this is not based solely on the Mishnah and Pirkei Avos, but on the elaboration of the Mishnah of Azrib Nasan, then of course a person should aim to Olam Haba for Schar. But that shouldn't be the controlling force. The Rambam writes, And Schar, Olam Haba, emerge in the wake of that lifestyle. Not reward as much as a result. Not a prize as much as a consequence. A person develops a spiritual identity, his obedience, his love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, develops a spiritual consciousness in this world. And as a result, he is allowed to maintain that experience for an eternity in Olam Haba. That's not a reward. That's a result. A reward is something which is offered in an artificial sense, which has absolutely no correspondence to the activity which that reward is meant to instigate. If, for example, I want to encourage my child to sleep, I promise him that tomorrow I'll give him a candy. The candy is in no way a result of his sleeping one time. 
Olam Abba should not be seen as a candy or as a prize, but rather a consequence, an outcome of a religious lifestyle which is self-justifiable, which is redemptive, which should be chosen on its own terms, even if there weren't an Olam Abba. Which is precisely why the Torah never makes mention of Olam Habba, because it pitches the system, it offers us the system of halacha, not as a defeat of this world and a surrender of this world's experience for a ticket into the next world, but as the highest lifestyle that a person could possibly choose in this world, even chas v'shalom, if there wouldn't be an afterlife. Even if we knew there'd be no Olam Habba, we would still choose the halachically observant lifestyle, which we feel is so ennobling and lend to the human experience such dignity and such transcendence. And this concept, this subtlety, acknowledging the afterlife and reward, but not transforming religion into some sort of mad rush just to receive reward, is captured by the Rambam. Oses ha'emes, the Rambam writes, Mipnei emes, b'sof hatova lavo b'glala. He acts out of an inner religious integrity and an inner religious understanding. And of course, Tzachar will come, but Bigalala, in the wake and as a consequence, not as a reward, which becomes the sole incentive for religious adherence. And this is a very, very different view of Abbas Hashem. Not philosophical or intellectual, but Abbas Hashem is expressed by adherence to the Lachic system, an adherence which is premised by an understanding of its redemptive nature. The third profile of Avas Hashem is provided by two companion texts, two texts which more or less state similar ideas with one notable but subtle difference. The Sefri in Parshas Veschanan on the Pasuk, the Avtas Hashem Elokecha, writes as follows. V'yavtaz Hashem Elokecha Ahavehu al kol habrios Ki Avraham avicha Ki inyan shenemar v'yas hanefesh Asher asu v'charan If a person truly loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then he will express that love and perhaps solidify and intensify it by attempting to share that love to share that commitment to spread that lifestyle to others, to proselytize. If Avraham is presented as the epitome, as the exemplar of, of Avas Hashem, Zer Avram Avi, Avram didn't just believe or discover Hashem, but Avram made active efforts to spread his gospel, to encourage others to share the love that he had been exposed to. The definition of love is an uncontrollable or uncontainable passion. Love, by definition, spills over into the human soul. It defies classification and categorization. And one of the ways that we respond to that spillover, to that uncontrollable surplus of emotion, is by attempting to share it with others. When we love something very deeply, we experience something very favorable, very powerful, Oftentimes, our first instinct is to share it with someone. Did you hear about the experience I underwent, the person I met, the woman I'm marrying, uh, perhaps in more mundane terms, the restaurant I ate at, the person? 
person feels so invigorated by an experience and he lacks the rational response. So emotionally, part of the way we respond is trying to share that same experience with others and to see, perhaps in their ratification, a corroboration of our own feelings. If we truly love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then it should not be self-contained. But there should be efforts, perhaps not aggressive and efforts which would be counterproductive, but perhaps efforts that would allow others, enable others, assist others to feel that same degree of love and passion for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And of course, attempting to spread our love to others would not just be a reflection of our love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but would likewise generate deeper, more meaningful levels of love. By spreading it to others, we would confirm and solidify our own love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara in Yoma, Adaf Pevavim and Aleph, asserts a similar premise, but as I said earlier, with one notable difference. Kiritanya, V'yavtas Hashem Elokecha, Sheishem Shemayim Misayev Al Yadcha, allowing others, enabling others, to sense the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sheikara V'shona, he should learn, M'shamish Tamei Chachamim, and serve and assist other Tamei Chachamim, to attend, to interact with people in a pleasant and calm fashion. When people witness, when people are exposed to this masterpiece, hopefully this masterpiece of a Tamil Chacham, coupled with sensitivity, compassion, Honesty and integrity, people exclaim, Ashrei Aviv Shalimdo Torah. Fortunate is the father of this individual who taught him Torah. Fortunate is the Rebbe who taught him Torah. Oilehem Labrios Shalalamdo Torah. How sad it is for those who haven't learned Torah. Ploni Shalamdo Torah, Ru'ukam Enam Drachav, this person who has studied Torah. Just behold how beautiful, how appealing his behavior is, how balanced, how appropriate his decisions are. You are my true servant if other people sense my glory through your lifestyle. Very similar notion, very similar tone to the Sifri and Parshish Veschanan, the Gemara and Yomad, Pevavim and Aleph, with one difference. The Sifri spoke in a much more assertive form, to actively not impose the love of Hashem, but encourage, spread, generate the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Perhaps by, by deed, but presumably by word as well. Avraham didn't just act in a certain way, which evoked the admiration, the respect, the interest of his peers, but he actively spoke for Yikob B'Shem Hashem, he preached, Maran Yoma doesn't speak of any preaching or any active tongue, but rather developing a lifestyle which speaks a thousand volumes of Avas Hashem. Learning, assisting other people to learn, interacting with others in a pleasant and favorable fashion, an appealing fashion. Even the verb which the Gemaran Yoma employs doesn't employ the term Ahaveyu Ahabrios, rather, Sheshem Shemayim Misayev Al Yadcha. 
through your lifestyle, through your presence, people achieve. People are infected with the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Perhaps in a modern context, in which active attempts to proselytize and to preach oftentimes are counterproductive, this Gemara and Yoma, which speaks of an overall deportment and behavior, which subtly transmits a message of Avas Hashem, this Gemara perhaps resonates with greater relevance than the Sifrin Pashas Veschanan, which unfortunately sometimes, sometimes, is not just irrelevant, sadly enough, but as I said before, harmful and detrimental. I have highlighted three different portraits of Avas Hashem. Two portraits described by the Rambam, one an intellectual portrait to explore, to examine HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creations, His world, His Torah, His will. The Rambam in Hilchas Tshuva, appreciating, maximizing the halachic system, acknowledging its redemptive impact on the human experience and loving HaKadosh Baruch Hu because of that. And the Gemara and Yoma coupled with the Sifri and Parshas Veschanan to spread your own personal love, to try to instill it or inspire it in others. The Ramban in Parshas Yisro, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, offers a fourth vision, one which may be related to Avas Hashem, as we will describe in next week's Shir Mirz Hashem, may in fact be a product of Yiras Hashem. On the Pasuk in the Aseris Adibros, which describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu's dependable payment of reward to those who love Him and who adhere to His mitzvos, Natsar Chesed La'alafim Li'ohavai U'l'Shamrei Mitzvosai, the Ramban writes as follows, Ki ha'modim b'shem ha'nichbad those who deny Akarish Bar those who excuse me, who accept Akarish Barhu exclusively. and they deny, reject, repudiate any other deities. Nafsham, and even in the peril of death, refuse to worship any other pagan idols. Yikru Ohavav, they are determined to be the Ove Hashem. The willingness to part with our own lives for the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, recognizing the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as deeper, as more eternal than our own passing lives, this is the highest affirmation of Avas Hashem. Kimo Amar, based on the Pasuk, V'yavtas Hashem Elokecha, Bechol Levavcha, Uvechol Nafshecha, as Chazal Darshan, you should love God so deeply, even even if your love of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and your denial of foreign deities demands mandates the sacrifice and surrender of your life. According to the Ramban, the willingness to die al Kiddush Hashem, to surrender our life rather than repudiate or withdraw from our commitment to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is an expression, in fact, the highest expression of Avas Hashem. If Avraham Avinu is presented as the model of Avas Hashem according to the Rambam because of his intellectual exploration, because of his adherence to the mitzvahs, 
because people were enchanted with HaKadosh Baruch Hu by Avraham's example. According to the Ramban, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, Avraham serves as a template of Avos Hashem because of the episode at Or Kastim, because of his willingness to face death rather than withdraw his beliefs or withdraw from his belief system. According to the Ramban, the manner in which we express our Avos Hashem is by sacrificing or being prepared to sacrifice our own lives on behalf of the love, the commitment, our relationship and belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hashem, next year, we will perhaps witness that according to some, the willingness to sacrifice our lives, Al-Kiddush Hashem, is not a result of Avas Hashem, but perhaps of Yiras Hashem. But this will form the topic of Mirz Hashem of next week's year. I'll just once again summarize with four different approaches, hopefully approaches which are complementary, not exclusive, four different approaches to generating deeper levels of Avas Hashem. Number one, intellectual curiosity. Recognizing the powerful opportunities that Kodesh Baruch Hu afforded us by endowing us with mind, cognitive ability to explore, to understand, to delve into the depth of His world. Allowing that intellectual opportunity to generate corresponding emotional response. The second opportunity, try to attune ourselves to the inherent self-justifying self-rationalizing redemptive elements of Avodah Hashem rather than behaving in religion or casting religion as suppressive and a suffocation of this world rather an ennobling dignifying force in our world which we would choose even in the absence of any future reward the third option, the third portrait the Gemara and Yoma attempting to inspire Recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, obedience to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in others. And finally, the Ramban's approach in his comments to Shemos Parakhaf Pasuk Vav, being prepared to surrender our lives, if forced to, when we're defending our unbreakable, resolute belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You have been listening to the share of Harav Moshe Taragin on the essentials of Avodat Hashem. For today's Midrash Yomi, Parshat Shlach, the Pasuk says, Vayahas Kalev. Kalev silenced the people. The Midrash says, How did he silence the people? Shabitchila Amar Lahem, Ani Imachem Be'etza. He said to them, to them means to the other spies, I agree with you. Ani imachem be'etza. Ubalibo haya lomar emet. In his heart, though, he didn't agree with them. He was planning to tell the truth. Shinemar vashiv oto davar kasher im livavi. That uh, we follow the heart of Kalev and not his mouth. He actually had said words in agreement with the Mergrim. Where Chazal know this from? The opening of this midrash is Vayahas Kalev. So many Mephashim say it's simply a question. How could one man have gotten up and silenced the entire people? The people were all yelling and screaming. How could he, what, what could he possibly do to get them to be quiet? Just by yelling at them, they wouldn't listen to him. So therefore they looked for a more devious, a more devious explanation. Uh, but I think, I think there's a deeper explanation here. Uh, specifically, 
they are dashing the word Vayahas. Vayahas means he silenced them. It's a anamanapia. He said Has. He got them to be quiet by hissing, by hissing at that, by hissing at them. And I think what they're saying is that he didn't speak. It wasn't his words that got them to be quiet. It was his silence that got them to be quiet. In other words, what was in his heart was not that that was in his mouth. He actually spoke to them previously, spoke to the other Miraglim previously, and had given them the impression that he was one of them. And that's how who he sabbahem. That's the way he silenced them. He silenced them by winning them over. Because if you look in the Pasuk, it's not clear from the Pasuk that by Yahas Kalev means he got all the people to be quiet. It's not the people making noise. The only people who had spoken before Kalev were the, were the spies. When it says, Vayas Kalev he silenced the people, we assume, Pshat, that the people were making noise. But it doesn't actually say that. It said that the Muraglim were making noise. And I think Chazal understood, Vayas Kalev, he silenced the Muraglim by hiding the truth, by not speaking. By not speaking that which was in his heart. And so the Midrash continues, And therefore God testifies about him, That he had another spirit with him. Outwardly, he was with the Miraglim, but his spirit, his inner spirit, was Ruach Acheret, was different. What did he do? The Miraglim came, they said, They recommended him. When they needed someone to speak, they proposed that Kalev should be the person to speak to the people to lead the revolution. He stood on the bench. He silenced all of Israel who were screaming at Moshe. They thought he was going to say, that's why they got quiet. They he didn't quiet them by going against them. He got them quiet by seeming to give them what they wanted. And that's why they were quiet. He said, let us go up and conquer the land because we can do it. And only then did they immediately answer, surprised at his defection, did the other spies answer, we cannot uh, conquer this people because they are too mighty. What does this Midrash teach us? It's, it's, it's an extraordinary Midrash because of its blanket approval of deception. It says that the way to get people to listen to you, the truth is not successfully in this case. In the end, they didn't follow him. But the way to get people to listen to you is to give them the impression that you agree with them or that they will agree with what you're about to say. In other words, if people are of an opinion and are fighting and screaming devoted to their opinion to yell against them has the automatic result of them yelling louder to get them to be quiet is because they have to want to hear you and they don't want to hear the contradiction to what they're saying what they do want to hear is someone who can say what they feel in their hearts even better and Kalev the Nasi, the prince of the tribe of Yehuda, the most important tribe, they perceived him as being the best spokesman for their views. People want to hear themselves, not the opposite of themselves. 
And the only way they'll listen to Kalev is if they think of him as being their spokesman. Therefore, they're quiet. They're not quiet to hear something new, they're quiet to hear themselves. In other words, they're not really quiet. And that gives you an opportunity to actually say what you have to say. I think we can't avoid the fact that in this particular case, it was successful strategy in the short term. It gave Kalev a chance to talk, but it was a failure in the long term. No one in the end actually listened to him anyhow. Although they were quiet, his words did not enter their heart. In any event, the Midrash explains that by Yahas Kalev, he got them quiet. He got them quiet by offering to speak in their stead, not by demanding the attention of their ears. And that was Kalev's strategy here. Yehoshua did not join him in this strategy. Aaron Umasha didn't even think of it. They were very antagonists. But Kalev had the opportunity to not be an antagonist, but to be a protagonist, and to use that, to try to use that, in a adversarial, in a protagonistic manner, to try and change the people, to inspire the people, to be Chazer B'Tshuva, and to come up to Eretz Yisrael. And that's all for today. We'll be back tomorrow, Shiur, in Mesechet Brachot, Agadah V'Alacha, Shiur that I'll be given. And until then, Kol Tuv, this has been KMTT, the Torah podcast, broadcast from Yeshivat HaRetzion, in Eretz Yisrael, wishing you all the best, Bepakat HaTorah Mitzion. We'll be hearing from each other tomorrow. Kol Tuv.